Welcome into the Thunder Sports Report. I'm Rusty Lindsay, joined with Abram Erickson. It's our pre-Thanksgiving. This is our Thanksgiving feast of an episode uh, here <laughs> on the Thunder Sports Report. We, th- we thank you for sticking with us through this first semester of our podcast. And and Abram, we get a different a different look to the podcast because it's just the two of us. We had you know we had a couple people lined up. They fell through as students left campus and and went home. Uh, for the Thanksgiving break that will ultimately remain home until Christmas break. But we, we get a chance to look back at the semester that was and certainly one of the unique semesters in, in the history of this campus, but one that I think we can ultimately look back on and say, you know what, that was that was pretty impressive what Wheaton was able to pull off and, and keep things uh, pretty close to normal here on campus for the semester. Yeah, Rusty, I think you're you're definitely right. And, you know, fun to be able to to sit here and now I'm in my living room sitting at home and doing this rather than being on campus but nice to look back and and see how um, I think we came in with tons of uncertainty I, I remember in the summer and we kind of heard these things echoed as we talked to different athletes throughout the year um, on our podcast we we were waiting in the summer you know seeing if we would be able to come back to school even there was a point where that was certainly up in the air um, but to be able to come back to be able to keep numbers low um, to be able to never really have any issues with an outbreak or kind of a, a mass quarantine or anything like that. It seemed to be a steady kind of really slow trickle of of cases that we got. Um, and we were really able to just keep numbers under control. That, of course, came with some sacrifices in terms of, you know, large events or, you know, really just kind of sacrificing the way of life that we're used to. Just Wheaton being such a social place. Um, you know, kind of the spots on campus that are normally packed with people and down in lower Beamer and things like that are really empty and have been all year. Um, so, so certainly a different look for the semester, but like you said, um, one that was unique, um, but impressive and I think surprising. And I think I've heard a lot of, um, just pride coming from students and faculty that, that we were able to make this happen. Um, people are just, I think, proud of the campus for stepping up. Um, and doing the things that needed to be done to to keep us on campus all semester. We never got sent home. Um, I, I knew people that thought that was going to happen within the first two weeks of class. So um, overall, different but successful semester, I think. A little bit shortened here as we head home for break and have a little bit longer break. Um, but of course, now waiting and kind of looking to see um, what coming back looks like. But that's a couple months away. So at this point, um, I think good to kind of look back and, and, and see what we did here in the semester. Yeah, I think as we see this this next wave kind of rising, not just here locally, but kind of across the country, you, it almost casts next semester in a similar light as this semester. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at maybe there's a lot of uncertainty coming that comes into where are things two months from now, you know, when we're looking at, at bringing students back to campus and what does that look like again? Because all of a sudden, you know, Illinois is up over, I think we've been as high as 13% and we're back down to 10 but we're in this wave of of much higher numbers almost than we were initially that we're almost back to square one when we look at what what the return to campus looks like again, but also makes it more impressive that Wheaton was able to, like you said, keep students on campus, keep students in person for class as often as possible and and uh, and and be able to pull off a semester that that was relatively normal what's like you mentioned the the exception of the immense sacrifice that students made to a lot of social things. Yeah, I, I think I can really, I felt it on these last couple of weeks on campus um, as, as people knew we were getting closer to heading home, that coinciding with a big spike or just a, you know, big growth of cases, like you said, not only regionally, but nationally. And of course, 
everyone is heading to different places. Um, you know, we've got plenty of students from Illinois, kind of the Midwest area. Um, but we've got plenty that are spread throughout the country and, and other countries too. And of course, um, the ability of some international students to come to campus has been, been hampered and, you know, they've remained online, a, a lot of them. But um, I think that's one thing that uh, makes our look um, at coming back a little more different than maybe some other schools that are that are more regional or that are more, you know, um, have a higher population of in-state students. Um, because at this point, I think everybody heads home for Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, or home for the break until into January, February. Um, of course, that's a long time. That's a long way out. Um, we've, we will have to wait and see what things look like. Um, but then you've got to bring everyone back from all those different places. And that's how we felt in the summer um, as we were all, you know, home for spring break. And that kind of semester was then po or canceled and put online. And then we, were, we had the whole semester here at home. Um, I think we're feeling that same that same bit of uncertainty and, and stress about wondering if we will come back. Of course, um, it ended up okay in the summer. We we found out we were coming back. We came back in the fall, and and like we said, we were able to stay on campus. So hoping for a similar outcome there um, as we as we head into the spring semester. But certainly the uh, the fact that it's winter, everybody being inside, cases rising everywhere, I think is cast a little bit more doubt on uh, on that situation than when we kind of first came into this semester thinking, okay, good, we're here for fall semester. That means we're going to be here for spring semester too. Yeah, and I think it, just from the microcosm of athletics too, you certainly have to to tip the cap to Trisha Dieter and, and Alan Prezel and the athletic training staff because we have not had uh, a big outbreak among teams like a, like what we've heard from a lot of different athletic departments, and and we've been able to have all of our programs that have a, a relatively normal practice season throughout the fall obviously without the competitions but as we've gotten towards the end of the semester you've seen a few of the programs uh be able to to kind of close the semester with with scrimmages and intra-squad meets like we saw what swimming did with their orange blue series and uh and, and just feel like it feels like the athletic training staff and, and and the athletes in general have have really done a great job of keeping keeping the status quo and being able to continue for as long as they've wanted to uh, with their practices and, and their practices feel relatively normal as well. It doesn't feel like there's been a ton of adjustments other than the mandatory restrictions on, on times and, and what you have to do in order to keep people safe. Yeah. I think what I can speak from, um, from my experience uh, heading to track practice, being a part of the track team is, um, you know, there certainly were things that were different, um, you know, wearing masks and when you're warming up, you've got to be farther apart. You've got to, um, you know, kind of limit the time different people are at practice and people are using the same equipment and things like that. And um, so that was a kind of right off the bat, a little bit of a shock, but everything has been so different this semester. I would say my experience with athletics has been something that's been less different or, or more similar to normal than, than some other things on campus. So, um, I mean, I personally would have to give a really, really big um, round of applause and, and shout out to coach Bradley for, for just our experience on the track team, he's worked hard to make it a good season of, of fall practice, and that's exactly what it was. Um, so thankful for that, and I know Coach Bradley's not by far the only one. Um, we've talked to Coach Schmidt, Coach Scott, um, and talked to them earlier in the semester, hearing what their experiences were, were like in the fall with trying to put a practice schedule together or trying to see what they could do as they kind of waited for the word for what things were going to look like. Um, I think overall the theme is just that people stepped up, coaches stepped up, um, athletes stepped up in how they followed the rules. I think there was kind of a, a point there where 
we had gotten some emails over the summer saying, you know, this is what it's going to be like on campus this year. This is, you know, it's going to be very different. Here, here are all the things we're going to be doing. And I think people kind of took that and said, okay, you know, that's, that's what they're going to say we're going to do, but then we'll get on campus and it'll be fine. And, you know, we, we won't have to deal with those many restrictions or things like that. But I think as soon as we got, we got on campus, we realized how serious it was. Um, and I saw the, the vast majority of people um, really taking those things to heart and um, really weighing the fact that they wanted to have a season or wanted to have a season of practice over, you know, wanting to just say no to some of the restrictions or, or kind of shorted out on, on some of those things. But um, I think people kept it in perspective and the athletes we spoke to have talked about a good, a good season of fall practice, even though it's one that, you know, doesn't really have an end date in sight for what things are going to look like. Um, so I've, I've been impressed and um, yeah, really just glad with the way that, that athletics have, have gone this semester. Um, we got a chance to have some intramural sports, which uh, a lot of students who aren't student athletes had fun with. Um, as you know, we had some really high participation in those sports, higher than, than many semesters. Um, people wanted to be outside. We had great weather this semester. And that was something that was really crucial, not only for athletics, but for, for <laughs> everything is we, we held so many events outside. We held meetings outside. We held some classes outside. We, we ate outside. Everything we did was outside. I think that's part of what helped us be able to, um, keep the numbers so low. And so, um, you know, thankful for great weather, thankful for flexibility. Um, all the way throughout the semester. Yeah, that, that is a, a great point and probably one that has gone overlooked is we've been blessed with some tremendous weather with the exception of the snow, I think, in mid-October um, <laughs> that melted by the end of the day. But if, if this had been a cold and rainy fall, I think you see morale probably fall apart and, and, and it's a totally different look to the semester. But we have had some tremendous weather that has allowed for a lot of activities, like you mentioned, to, to be moved outside and just the campus initiatives with fire pits and, and mm -hmm. all that to encourage people to, you know, kind of do their socializing outside, I think has been uh, something that's, that probably has gone overlooked is just the ability of, of being able to do that with what the weather's allowed. Yeah. I mean, I know student activities as well as the intramural staff and, and just other student groups really prioritize that. You mentioned the fire pits and just some other things that they've done to make, um, you know, different games available to students to have them check out and play outdoor lawn games. The Adirondack chairs that the hundreds of Adirondack chairs that were all throughout campus and the, the big tents that people could sit under. And, um, you know, with students not being able to really go off campus either and do things, um, you know, that made being able to get out and do things on campus um, even more important. Uh, so I think something that the college kind of pulled together and um, prioritized um, every time I talked to any student leaders that were on groups um, like that or any, you know, um, staff members that are that are in charge of some of those things. It was just um, always asking, you know, what are things that students want to do and how can we make them happen outside? I think that was one thing I was impressed with throughout was these restric restrictions that we had were not um, ones to say, you can't have any fun, you know, just we want to shut everything down. It was really we need to be as safe as possible, but how can we still provide things that are really important for student life? Um, at the same time. And so we had a massive concert, um, socially distanced, everything went fine. It was great um, out in the Billy Graham parking lot. And, and that was something that, that worked out really well. Um, College Union put a ton of work into that to have some student artists and bring some outside artists to have a big concert on a stage out there. And so um, there was a concerted effort throughout the semester to try to make things um, as fun and lively and, and like you said, keep morale high and, and weather was a huge part of that. Hard work was a huge part of that. 
um, and something I think that kept the semester rolling, um, you know, in a way that, like you said, if you got into this fall winter time, um, you could get some of the blues, but, uh, I think we kept that away. Yeah, and certainly that optimism has seemed to roll over into the outlook for winter sports. And it feels odd to say optimism because the last time we talked, it was, I think the pendulum, the needle was pointing the other direction and that there did not mm -hmm. seem to be a lot of light at the end of that tunnel as numbers grew and, and restrictions from the NCAA kept getting put in place. But it feels like in the last week to two to 10 days, there's been an increased optimism that winter sports may be able to proceed when students get back to campus. And it'll obviously be in a limited model because um, you would you would expect that by the time you get started, there, you know, you're, no one's going to want to play a non-conference season. You're going to want to get as many conference games in as you can and and what that looks like. But it, it, it seems that the needle is at least starting to point in the right direction towards being able to have a return to competition uh, on the backside of, of, of the winter break here. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Rusty, you can you can probably speak more on uh, kind of the the inside look at that. But from what I've seen from students that are um, you know friends of mine that are that are athletes on different teams involved in winter sports, of course they've started their practice schedule as well, and um, they're at the point where if you if you look at basketball, you'd be into the season now, um, and and have been already playing games in that non conference schedule, and so. Um, that part is, is certainly you wouldn't think would, would be a cause for any optimism as, you know, the season's underway would have been underway and we haven't heard any news of what things could be like, but overall, um, I agree. I, I think over the last couple of weeks before we came back on campus, um, there was just some thought that things maybe are, are looking better, or, or at least things are maybe slowly moving forward to a part, a point where, um, we think we could have some sort of limited schedule. I, I I wouldn't think that there's anyone who, who wouldn't want that to happen. Of course, athletes, coaches all are looking forward to that. But I've heard from students how, how bad they miss going to basketball games or, you know, even if sports come back, we'll, we'll have to really see what fans look like. I'm, I'm not sure that there's a situation where it includes many at all, if any, um, you know, in King Arena where we'd have basketball games here. But um, I think it probably has to do some with what you're talking about, um, Rusty, about um championships maybe getting scheduled here um, and, and what that means for a possible CCIW season. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that that is part of it is that you haven't, you saw a rash of conferences and especially in the Northeast where the, the initial wave started when fall sports kind of those dominoes started to fall. Those same conferences are the ones you saw canceling their winter sports. And uh, I, I think when you saw that run, including the Ivy league, uh, you said, "Oh boy, here we go again." But I th you think that's kind of plateaued, and and it, f it feels like the NCAA is is trying to make championships happen here in the winter, especially since they canceled the championships last winter. They would like to, I think, avoid having to do two seasons worth. Um, but I also think some of that optimism comes from the the NCAA's decision to to issue a blanket waiver to all athletes for this entire year, whether it be fall winter or spring athletes that it's a free year of eligibility. So you don't have to, to balance how many games you play with keeping eligibility. Um, and all of those athletes are going to have that extra season if they want it. Um, so I think that's part of the optimism, but again, I, I think that's also could be subject to change as we see what happens with post Thanksgiving numbers. We've already seen division one hasn't even played a game yet, but you've had a number of, of programs that have had to pull out of events or, or shut down for a couple of weeks already because a coach has tested positive or, or athletes have already tested positive. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see as the Division One schedule gets going this week what that looks like, and I think that will probably carry a significant weight to what happens down at our level as well. Yeah, we we certainly felt that um, in the summer, heading into the fall, or, or in the spring, actually. If we if we think about it, I mean, in terms of the dominoes falling, I I remember being at home for spring break, and uh, you know, on one day it was everything was fine. The next day, I heard that Harvard had um, you know, canceled the rest of their semester. And then the next day Wheaton canceled their semester. And and not that Harvard was the only one. I just remember reading the headline and shortly getting our news, but there were plenty that during that spring break week um, closed for the semester before us. And then of course we had made the decision as well. So to see that we have not um, completely reached that point with, with winter sports after what happened in the Northeast is, is, uh, is positive, I think. And, and it's cause for a little bit of optimism at least. Um, and I think what you mentioned about the eligibility is a really good point too, um, because that's a. I think that takes a lot of stress off of a hard decision for some athletes about, um, you know, is this is this a season I want to play or do I want to sit out or what does that mean for my, my rest of my career? Um, I think those can be really really stressful decisions for um, for student athletes, and so to kind of have that weight off your chest. Of course, you know, you'd still have to have to make some decisions about what another year would look like if, say, you were a senior who was set to graduate, but, um, it's, it's the, you know, the fact of if I play this season, um, my next season is not going to be taken away. I have the opportunity for something in the future. Um, I think that's something that is cause for a lot of, um, hope for, for athletes as well. I think that was a good point. Certainly a lot of, uh, a big thing for them to be thankful for as we look into the Thanksgiving break here. Well, this has been a, a fun semester of, of getting to, to launch this podcast. And we thank all of you for, for joining us we'll be back we'll have more episodes even though abram's back at home and and i probably won't be as long as the office without uh without students on campus but uh we'll continue to bring to bring interviews and guests in and, and the podcast will continue but uh we certainly wish all of you a happy thanksgiving thanks for we're thankful for you listening throughout this pot throughout the semester again you can find this the thunder sports report on spotify and apple podcasts as well as stitcher and, and google podcasts and the pod beaten uh, host site. So again, thank you for, for listening throughout the semester and to this week's episode. A happy Thanksgiving and a safe Thanksgiving to you and your family. And we'll be back after the break here on the Thunder Sports Report.